0: Hey there, wine fans. Chris here. And in case you're still locked inside a small wardrobe like I am, let me be the first to tell you that here in America, we have officially kicked off summer the way we always do, despite the challenges we face this year. Yes, this past weekend, we held an annual tradition in this country where we forgot to honor the troops while eating hot dogs. It it is really a beautiful thing that we do in this country. I I guess what I'm trying to tell you here is I find the beginning of summer challenging. I'm going to be honest, it's a hard time for me. And and I like the warm weather. That's not the problem. It's just a lot of transitioning. Transitioning from uh, pants to shorts, from red wine to white wine, from winter rosé, which is flat, to summer rosé, which often has bubbles. (laughs) Yes, it's a lot to adjust to, let alone the adjustment of going back outside, Um, which, as I say that, I realize will not really be a necessary adjustment this time. But in general, it is a lot to handle. And even if we're staying inside this summer, we might be drinking different wine while we're inside. Hell, you know, we might go crazy and even pour a little bit of wine into a hydro flask and then go for a walk in the park with a friend, only to realize that you can't drink out of a hydro flask while wearing a face mask. They are incompatible, even though they rhyme. Yes, you know, when summer arrives, there's a lot to do, and a lot of things that you enjoy. And I want to tell you that all the things you enjoy about summer are finally here, just out of reach. And that's why this week, I'm going to embrace what little piece of summer we can find by trying to review a white wine from Bright Cellars. It's called Notes, and you better believe I have some tasting notes for you. But first, hit it, guys recording live in New York. It's Chris Tries to Review Wine with your host, Chris. And that that's it. That's the whole theme song now. Here he is, Chris. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Chris Tries to Review Wine. My name is Chris Barlow, and if you're just joining us, let me tell you two very important things about this show. First off, let's be clear. I only try to review wine on this podcast. And yes, I'll admit I'm often successful, but keep in mind, the bar is low, intentionally low because I don't expect you to know any more about wine than I do. And like most podcast hosts, I really don't know nearly as much as I pretend to. But again, that's a good thing because our goal here is to help you bullshit your way through wine like the best of them, which is me. Uh, The other thing that you do want to know about this show, and in particular, this season of this show, is that this season is a themed season. And, and yes, that's right. I have multiple seasons of this show under my belt. And I also have a tiny wine belly over my belt to prove it. But back to the theme. With lockdowns and social distancing on the mind, I'm taking a look at wine delivery services, beginning with the ever-popular Bright Cellars. Last week, I cracked open my second box of six wines supposedly tailored to my tastes, and uh, what I discovered was an Italian imposter. Cue dramatic music that I will forget to add later. That Italian imposter was a Sangiovese from California. See, Sangiovese, Italian typically, but California not Italian, typically. And, and I have to admit, that Sangiovese, that wasn't half bad. I kind of enjoyed it. But it was also the seventh straight wine from California sent to me by the folks at Bright Cellars. So, you know, I began to wonder, will my journey with Bright Cellars take me beyond the golden coast of California, which, you know, seems like a lovely place, but I'll never be able to go there and see myself because we can never leave our homes ever again. So I thought maybe I could imagine somewhere else. Maybe they could take me to the shores of, I don't know, Spain. That's a place that I want to go to and can't go to now. Or Portugal. That's a place I want to go. Well, you you get the idea. So you might be wondering, well, okay, where are you going this week? Where are we traveling to through the magic of audio? we're going to California. Because once again, they sent me a wine from California. And once again, I don't have a lot to tell you about it. Uh, again, if you listened last week, you know that Bright Sellers sends uh, these adorable little fact cards with every wine in the box, but Bright Cellars also is really good at forgetting to include all of the fact cards. I have not received a complete set of them ever, which makes them feel like Pokemon cards, which I have a deep personal history with, and now I want to collect the shiny ones. But I'm not sure there are any shiny ones, and there is no fact card for notes! Notes! A Chardonnay from California. That's what I know from the label. Hmm. But I might be able to learn a little bit more from the label, and that means it's time for a segment that I like to call Dramatic Readings of Wine Labels. California Chardonnay. The sun-kissed vineyards of California's coastal wine country are warmed by the summer sun and cooled by wind and fog from the nearby Pacific Ocean. Fruit develops bright, expressive aromas beautifully balanced by rich, concentrated flavors notes! Wines captures the essence of this exceptional wine region. Aromas. Complex golden delicious apple. Floral buttercup tones. Flavors. Clean well balanced palate, light toasty oak and brown sugar, bright Meyer lemon, fresh apple, and a touch of wildflower honey. Am I describing a hand soap from Whole Foods or a wine? Find out after the break. Welcome back to Chris Tries to Review Wine, where it is time for the tasting, beginning as always with the sniff. Here we go. <laughs> Um, uh, the label said something about, I don't know, honeysuckle or lemon. It smells like, um, a kind of like a Lysol product that's been watered down a little bit. Uh, and that's fine. It, it reminds me of a clean room. And who doesn't love a clean room? But will it help clean out my insides? <laughs> There's only one way to find out, and that's to take a sip. Mmm. 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 Ah. Ooh, um, you know, there were a lot of interesting fruity words on the label, but I'll tell you what I'm tasting right now is something that's um, it's a little buttery, and uh, some people like a buttery shard, other people don't, but but let's put that aside and say it's a little buttery, but it's also uh, uh one second, um, this part is kind of like ASMR, isn't it? Mm. like I said, buttery, but also um, watery. Yes, this is the Chardonnay that a suburban housewife would drink in a recession, uh, which is topical. And, you know, uh, it's important to find a, a backup wine when the family budget can't afford Kendall Jackson. Mm, that's a go-to. Uh, this wine, notes, is drinkable, for sure, uh, but it also speaks to a sense of desperation that I think every listener of this podcast can probably identify with. Mmm, let's have another sip. Mmm. You know, I am, um... I'm in a hot closet right now. This, this wine is cool. It was cold at one point. So there are some things to like about it. In fact, let me tell you my favorite thing about Notes Chardonnay. Because uh, Notes tastes like a Chardonnay, again, a suburban mom would have. But she would have so many bottles on hand that you could totally take like three or four for your baller weekend and the Catskills. And, you know, the only consequence would be making your mother think that she has a drinking problem. When, in reality, she just has a coping mechanism for dealing with your ungrateful ass. And a cratering economy. But, you know, everyone has different coping mechanisms for that. You know, I may be hinting that this wine isn't for me. But if you identify with the woman I just described, well then, hey, notes is right up your alley, and I am so sorry for you. For the rest of us, I give it a two out of five. It's not undrinkable. Um, but if they ever send me another bottle of this from Bright Cellars, I am going to pour it out. And, and, you know, I don't want to sound wasteful either. In the before times, I would never pour out a 2 out of 5. You're supposed to save your 2 out of 5s for parties where you don't know anyone. That's where you bring your 2 out of 5s. But let's be real. No one is going to invite you to those kinds of parties anytime soon. And even if they did, you wouldn't go because you just signed up for HBO Max and you can't leave your home until you've finished rewatching All of Friends or Harry Potter or The Wire, depending on which kind of insufferable person you are. Uh, for the record, I'm the kind that rewatches The Wire. <laughs> Cheers. Oh. And speaking of The Wire, I actually have to go rewatch another episode right now. I'm in season two, the one nobody likes, but I like it. But not because it's about white people. I just like it because, oh shit, do I like it because it's about white? I need to go do some soul searching. Fast. Maybe I'll skip to season three. I don't know. Roll the credits. Chris tries to review wine is created and produced and just, you know, generally made by Chris Barlow. Uh, he thanks you so much for listening and would love to know your thoughts. Find him on Twitter at I am Chris Barlow. And uh, be sure to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Tell people about it. And, you know, if you are learning anything, I'd love to know what it is. If you have a wine recommendation, I'd love to have you send it my way. Again, I'm on Twitter at I am Chris Barlow. I'll see you here next week to try and review more wine.